0: do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Average Joe Show, number 32 in a collective series of podcasts. We uh, got a good show today. Uh, I'm Corey Shrett, and joining me, as always, is my sidekick and partner, Mr. Ward Miller. Ward, how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing tremendous. It's, uh, the, the weather, it seems, is broke. I, I don't know about you, but um, Monday we had snow here in Pittsburgh. Oh, and uh, it's gotten progressively better, but now it's raining. So, but it's warm, so, so that's a bonus. Well, yeah, warm is always a bonus.
1: Yeah, it's like sixty-something degrees here, and uh, we're we're east of you, and it's gray outside. So I think that rain's going to probably hit us later tonight.
0: Yeah, because it's rained here all day.
1: Well, hopefully, it'll clear up. We'll have a good weekend across the board and a good holiday. Yeah, I'm hoping. Well, let's get into the stories. Uh, first story, kind of speaking of holidays, this is kind of a, a Christmas item.
0: Yeah, uh, this is is kind of funny. Uh, apparently, uh, the creator of the Chia Pet had created a Barack Obama model of the Chia Pet. You know, for uh, <laughs> I guess for Christmas. I, I'm not sure. But apparently uh Walgreens pulled it from their shelves because you know that they didn't feel as though that was appropriate for uh the the President of the United States to have a chia pet so i, I
1: you think that's the reason
0: I think that that part of it is because you know when you put the herbs on the chia's head it looks like an afro and it could be considered as racist and you know blah 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 blah. so i think that in an effort to uh to prevent somebody from saying that it was a stereotype that they just said well let's not let's just not carry it at all
1: i guess so i mean it seems like a Ever since Obama was president, there's been so much stuff out there. There was a a bakery up in Long Island or somewhere in New York City uh, that that guy made drunken Negro cookies, and that's what he called them, drunken Negro cookies. And of course, you know, at anything that might be racist, people you know get up in arms. And of course, you know, I agree with that. That's racist. I don't know about chia Pet. I mean, what if what if they uh, what if they just changed the face on it and made it look like a a, a nondescript person? They do have a chia head.
0: Yeah, but I think that the. The actual uh, idea of using Obama was because they, uh, according to the story, they wanted to use the tagline, can you grow one? Yes, you can. Oh, Jesus. So that was their whole marketing strategy for it. So I think that, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a matter of just using any head. I mean, because if you look, if you go out and look up the chia's, there's all kinds of chia pets, there's, you know, sheep and dogs and cats and, you know, you're you're right. There is a Chia head, but then they replaced the Chia head with – well, I don't think they replaced it. They added to the product line of the Chia head, the Barack Obama head. And uh, I, I don't think it's that big a deal. I mean, it, should this be a, a national news story? Uh, no. But it is a story about, you know – Something silly, you know, It's just kind of ridiculous that somebody's making that big a deal about a toy that, you know, most people wouldn't even, you know, have.
1: Yeah, and and, and uh, the guy that made the Chia Pet probably doesn't care because, like, like you said, there's so many different kinds out there, and they must sell because every Christmas you see the Chia Pet commercials on TV.
0: Well, apparently the, the Barack Obama one was 20 bucks. That's about,
1: that's about the price they are. I think your generic chia pets like ten bucks, but I think the, all these design ones are Scooby Doo ones and stuff like that. I think those are like twenty bucks.
0: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. In in the story, it said that the uh, that the Obama one was
1: 1999. Yeah, I don't so think if, it's a big deal.
0: No, I I just think that it's kind of funny that you know if they would have had a John McCain head. And it got pulled. I don't think anybody would be – I don't think it would have made the news.
1: Yeah, you probably wouldn't even know they made one.
0: Exactly. You know, because for some reason, everybody wants to be so sensitive about, you know, the – you know, if you say anything bad about the president, you're not saying it because you're trying to be political. It's You're trying to be racist. And race doesn't even enter into the picture. You know what I mean? It's like – I can disagree with a white guy just as quick as I could disagree with a black guy, but that doesn't mean make me racist. That just makes me argumentative. Right. And in fact, there was a news story. What was her name? Angie Harmon came out and said the exact same thing. She said, "Just because I oppose his political views doesn't make me a racist." And yeah. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. I, I think that that this country has gotten to the point where they don't want to say anything about anything because they'll be marked as something you know I don't want to get into an into a discussion about abortion because then I'm anti-christian or I don't want to get into a discussion about you know politics because if I if I disagree with the uh the black president I'm racist and that's 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 so far from what America was based on. And, and yet, you know, with the, in the days following all the political correctness crap, that's what we get stuck with because nobody wants to hurt anybody's feelings. So nobody says anything. And by not saying anything, nothing gets done and nothing gets changed. So,
1: yeah, it's ridiculous. Well, let's go from, uh, taking stuff off shelves to taking stuff out of, uh, Of, uh, you know, New Jersey, it sounds like here. Uh, The story takes place in Linden, New Jersey, over here where I live. And uh, apparently some thieves have stolen more than 63,000 pounds of bait fish from a trucking business. Uh, It looks like, from what the police said, they broke in the locks of two additional containers, but they didn't steal any of the furniture and sun-dry items that were stored in those trailers. They went in specifically to steal 63,000 pounds of this bait fish that is too oily for consumption of humans by humans, it's kind of
0: funny. I mean, when you hear that they went in and they raided a, a, a truck and they, you know, they broke into a truck, I'm I'm picturing the Sopranos, right? You know, and, and Tony Soprano sends out, you know, Paulie Walnuts and says, "Hey, there's a truck coming in that's going to be hauling some good stuff. Go grab it." And they hijack the truck, and and they end up with sixty thousand pounds of fish. And then, oh, we're going to take the fish. You know, (laughs) what are you going to do with the fish? You know, it it sounds like – it it almost sounds like it's a mafia job. You know, well, we're going to use these fish for something, you know. And if you can't eat them, the the only thing they can do is, I guess, send them to uh, the unluckies and say, okay, you're going to sleep with the fishes.
1: You know, I was trying to figure this out. It's like – you know, first it's like, okay, maybe they, they went in, they grabbed the first truck they could, they had keys in there or whatever, and drove off. But they opened other containers that had furniture for crying out loud. You know, furniture's got to be worth something. At least you could sell furniture on the street.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, if you steal a truckload of furniture that, say, has, we're going to just make simple math. It has 100 pieces of furniture in it. Mm-hmm. You sell each piece of furniture for a buck, you make 100 bucks. And that's not going to happen, you know. They're going to sell it for you know a hundred bucks a shot or whatever. They're going to make a ton of cash. So, what the hell do you do with 60, 000, oh, excuse me, sixty three
1: thousand pounds of bait fish? Sell it to SeaWorld is the only thing I could think of. I mean, it, it's dead fish. It's not like it's not like you're the like PETA or something like that, and you're going to let the fish go. Yeah, they're already dead. I mean, they, you stole 63,000 pounds of dead fish. I mean, what are you going to do? The, I, unless the guy owns like a, a fishing boat of some sort or fishing fleet. I mean, there's nothing else to do with them. You can't eat them.
0: Well, the thing is, uh, the uh, the fishing boats and whatnot, they don't use bait. They use nets. They just cast them big ass nets out and grab what, what fish they can. So I, I couldn't even see a reason to, to sell into them. To them.
1: Well, what about uh, fishing like uh, uh, uh saltwater fishing, like uh, you know the guys that go out there with the big poles to catch like the swordfish and stuff like that.
0: Sure, but how many of them are there?
1: I, I don't mean, know. And how and sixty three thousand pounds of it, you know.
0: You know, I mean, really think about it. You're you're a sport fisherman, right? You're going right. to go out in your big boat and go out into the ocean, and you're going to try and catch you one of them big swordfish, whatever. So how many pounds? Of bait do you buy? What? At most, maybe three, five pounds.
1: Yeah, five. I've been talking five. It would be top end. then. that's a lot of fish.
0: Absolutely. Especially for bait fish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, if, if you break it down to, you know, let's, let's do a little math here. Uh, we got 63,000 f- fish. Let me see. Where's my calculator at? All right. Oh, you dirty. All right, we got 63,000 pounds of fish. We're going to divide that by five. Okay. All right, just because the average person is going to probably buy five pounds of fish.
1: That's 12,600?
0: Yeah. So you have to know 12,600 people that have Fish game fishing boats that are going to go out and buy five pounds of bait. I think that that's just a little, little outrageous.
1: It, it, but, it, we're going to find out it's it's somewhere. You know, it's got to show up somewhere unless unless they just stole stole the, for the truck.
0: Well, that's possible too. You know, because them trucks aren't cheap. They're they're a hundred thousand bucks.
1: No, they are. Yeah, they're. I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, sixty three thousand pounds of fish figure is going to go bad before you can do anything with it. Absolutely. Well, let's go on from this story of robbery to another story of robbery.
0: Yeah. Um, the the guy that played the original Darth Vader is named David Prowse. He is uh, from England. And apparently, well, he didn't do the voice. Let's clear that up. James Earl Jones did the voice of Darth Vader. This is just a, a very large guy who did all the acting of Darth Vader. And he got a letter from uh, Lucasfilm saying, and I quote, we regret to inform you that Return of the Jedi has never gone into profits and we've got nothing to send you. Now here we're talking about one of the biggest releases of all time, said Prowse. I don't want to look like I'm bitching about it, he said. But on the other hand, if there's a part of, oh, if there's a pot of gold somewhere, I should get my share of it. So, you know, the Return of the Jedi grossed over $572 million worldwide, and of that includes an estimated $88 million for the re-release in 1997.
1: So how is it possible that that film didn't make money? It's mathematically impossible. You figure they made, they made the film – well, the film was released in 83. So they made the film in what, 82, 81? Yeah, and, and it couldn't have cost them that much to make it. Grant the uh, special effects and all that stuff was amazing back then, but you know, at most a hundred million to make that film. Come on,
0: I'm not even going to go. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll use that number for, for just for giggles, right? You know, say okay, it was a hundred million, and a hundred million in '83 was over the top. There was no such thing, right? You know, most movies at that time, a, a what they considered a blockbuster. Was like ten
1: million, right?
0: You know, I mean, it wasn't until much after that, much longer after that, that they started making these twenty and thirty million dollar movies. So, but we'll we'll even give it a hundred million, be- just because of all the special effects and the stuff that Luke has had to create and blah 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 blah. So that leaves four hundred seventy two million. So that four hundred seventy two million, you don't mean you can kick a little, you know, a couple coins to uh, Darth Vader. I mean, he pretty much, he was the reason, he was one of the most recognizable bad guys ever. Yeah. You know, and Return of the Jedi was probably one of their best grossing films. uh, Well, I think the first one.
1: I think they went uh, in order, one, two, and three, or, you know, four, five, and six, however you want to call it.
0: Yeah. But I think, I think four was the highest. I think you're right. Uh, as far as money goes and the in fact uh return of the jedi in my opinion was the weakest of the three um but i mean that that's my opinion and i'm sure we we will hear from some some fans out there that that think that jedi was you know one of the better ones i i just didn't like it because of the the stupid little ewoks yeah that that was kind of kind of silly I mean they were cute and it was they, they did have a offer a comic relief but that wasn't the best part of the movie you know when Han Solo has to get this stinking little koala bear to save him I got issues <laughs> you know but yeah. that's that's just the way I feel
1: yeah where the hell is this 400 million dollars go to
0: yeah I mean and, and it's not just like I mean that's what it what it earned now, since 19, okay, so they're saying since 97, the whole paycheck should have been 572. You know, you could put that in a bank and, and he's, you know, we're talking, It's it's got to have already earned billions of dollars in interest, you know, since 97, you know, Christ, that's what, that's 12 years. Uh-huh. So in 12 years, it, you know, what's up? I mean, I, I'm not even going to try and, and figure out the math on this. But it, 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 he's made enough money and interest that he can drop, you know, all these people, you know, Carrie Fisher. I mean, the, the, these people, basically, that became their career, you right. know, with the exception of Harrison Ford. I mean, Harrison Ford went on to do other stuff, uh-huh. but he was the only one. You know, so I think that Part of it comes to, okay, you know, these people basically gave up their entire possibility for a career, you know, because Mark Harmon or Mark Harmon, Mark Hamill, (laughs) he can only be Luke Skywalker. Have you seen him in a movie other than, I mean, uh, excuse me, other than when he was playing Luke Skywalker or playing himself who's playing Luke Skywalker, you know, or something where he's has something to do with a star Wars convention. You don't see him. No. I mean, that that's the bottom line. And it, it, and Carrie Fisher has, she just wrote a book and stuff, but I mean, for, for the most part, I, I think I've seen her in uh she was in the last clerks movie clerks two, And she played a nun and she was very funny. Right. But I mean, other than that, none of those people have gone anywhere, you know, I, I think you, you throw the guy a bone and, and I think there was a story last week or the week before where he has a uh, colon cancer, uh-huh. you know? So th- that makes Lucas look even cheaper because he, he refuses to give money to a guy who's dying from colon cancer. And I think that that's what he's doing. He's just making them wait it out because he doesn't have to give him any cash and, you know, figuring if this guy's got end stage colon cancer, he ain't getting no money anyway. True. So, that, I mean, that's kind of, you know, ignorant.
1: Oh, let's go from robbery to divorce. Uh, this taking place over in California. Apparently a couple got divorced back in 2002. Uh, the wife moved to Florida. The husband stayed in Oakland County in California and they had six dogs. They were those kennel registered dogs. They were called bull mastiffs. Don't know what they really are, but they had six of them. The husband kept four. The wife took two. She went to Florida. Now they're fighting for custody of the dog's sperm.
0: Yeah. Well, first place, uh, a bull mastiff is monstrous. They, uh, uh, I have a friend here in Pittsburgh who breeds them and they are the cool, uh, they look so cool because they look kind of like a bulldog, except they're, they're very large. Wow. I mean, you, you take, uh, they're, they're like a Great Dane on steroids. I mean, they're not quite as tall as a Great Dane, but they're big. I mean, they grow to be 250
1: pounds a dog. Well, we, we'll do. We, I do see a picture. It'll be in one of the links on show dot com, though. I can see. It looks like a, a overgrown bulldog.
0: Yeah. Do you see how big his head is? It's huge. Yeah, the Bull Mastiffs are very big, and they're they're usually very well behaved dogs, but. You know, going on, on back to the story because I I kind of digressed a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I I think that uh, it's kind of funny. You know, the. You know, it, it does. Did it say that they that it was frozen sperm?
1: Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah, frozen sperm that was stored at a center in Sterling Heights, California.
0: No, I mean, I don't know. Uh. I, I I like Mastis, and the the thing is, they are very expensive, and that price that they have there, the two thousand bucks each, mm-hmm. is cheap. It's very cheap, because they're normally it, it it's twenty five hundred dollar up here. It's twenty five hundred each, and if you plan on using it as a show dog, they're three thousand. Wow. You know, if, if it's both parents or AKC, or AKC certified or registered or whatever, if both parents are registered and they were show dogs at one time, it's three grand. And for a dog, you know, it's that's that's my thing, because I, I got three dogs. Right. And I think I paid the most I paid for any of them. With sixty bucks, because <laughs> to get them from the animal rescue league, right. that's what they charge you.
1: Right. But it, 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 the divorce was in two thousand two. Shouldn't have this been settled seven years ago?
0: Well, it, it should have been in the papers. Right. You know, I mean, when you sign an agreement and mm-hmm. say, "Okay, this is what I'm going to give you." As far as I'm as far as I understand that's a legal binding contract you sign on it saying okay I get two dogs you know you're not getting any claim to any future litters or whatever you know she signs the paper it's a done deal mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if she decides hey I want to I want to have more you know have more dogs or whatever or, or raise more there's absolutely no reason that 7 years later I have to continue to support you
1: well, well, here's the thing, though. If the paper doesn't say anything about the sperm, I mean, it doesn't say he gets it and it doesn't say she gets it, you know, I guess they have to go back to court to figure out who gets what.
0: I mean, yeah, that kind of makes sense, except for the fact that if if it was going to be that big of a uh, contention at that time, why didn't she bring it up in the uh, initial... Uh, you know, in the initial hearings. Right. Apparently she didn't think that it was going to be a big deal, so she just blew it off. Now she's like, hey, wait a second. Now it doesn't go into detail on, you know, what this guy's doing, if he's remarried, if he's whatever. The thing is, if he's breeding these dogs as a a business, which is what it looks like, Uh why does she feel as though she has the right After seven years to infringe on his business, you know, any kind of, you know, um, any kind of, um, breeding or whatever should have been taken care of in the initial, um, initial suit. I don't think that she should be able to come back after seven years Go, Hey, wait a second. He's making money off of this. I want my cut.
1: Well, she, when they were- I mean, which is basically what she's doing, right? She's
0: figuring he's going to go, no, you can't have it and then pay her off. That's what she's looking for. You're probably right. I'm, I'll, I'll pretty much guarantee but- it. That's what she wants. She just wants paid off and that's going to be her, you know, that's, that's what she can dangle over his head. You know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to go to court with me on this. So, you know, if not, I'm going to get the dog sperm. Yeah. Well, uh, me being the nasty bastard that I am, I'd say, well, you can have it if you drink it. But, <laughs> but she, that's but, just nasty. But when, <laughs> they were,
1: when they were married, they bred the dogs. So it's not like it's a surprise to her that he's breeding dogs and making money with it. It's, it's just stupid.
0: But that's my point. He was breeding dogs, making money with it seven years ago. Right. So now why all of a sudden, seven years later, does she go, oh, wait a second. I want the I want the frozen sperm
1: like you said it's for the money she's probably she probably ran out of the money she got from the divorce and now she's like how can I get more money from this son of a bitch and she's trying to get the sperm
0: Yeah but it's not I mean everybody that reads this knows that's not right
1: No it's not right
0: You know I, I don't I have a problem with with breeding dogs anyways you know these puppy mills and whatnot, because nine times out of ten, if you buy a dog from a puppy mill, they have all kind of problems because they're they're really being like inbred and whatnot. So if somebody's just getting into it, the chances of inbreeding are are a lot less. But when you look at somebody who's been doing this for years, like these people you know that you got birth defects, you got hip dysplasia, you, you got all this other crap that can go wrong. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just I guess I'm just bitching because it, it you know, it, it pisses me off that you know, an ex over 3 years ago can just come back and, or over 7 years ago can come back and go, "Hey, you're making money. I I want a cut of that." And that's just wrong.
1: Uh, definitely it is wrong, but so basically in a nutshell, buy your animals from the animal rescue shelters, the humane societies, one of those places. Oh, absolutely. Spend the 60, 70 bucks, whatever it costs to get them there. The hell with papers. I don't, you know, I'm not going to show my dogs or show my cats like these freaks do out there. I don't got time.
0: No, I, I really don't have time to, to go out and, you know, and train the dog and, you know, that. Th- Number one, that is a very expensive. Oh yeah, uh, I don't want to say sport because it's not truly really a sport, but it, it it's a very expensive hobby. Because once you talk about okay, I bought a dog that's two thousand bucks, then you got to pay somebody that's going to be the, the actual trainer of the dog that's going to show the dog that's going to you know, and you know, and then you got to fly that person plus the dog plus you to you know the Westminster cattle or dog show or whatever piss it is. And then it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense. It's like, okay, that's all well and good. Let's, you know, a dog, you know, and at that, at that point, the dog's not having fun. You're not having, you're not able to enjoy your dog because you're in the pro. You're, you're too busy worried about whether he can sit on command or he can do, you know, whatever, you know, jump through this hoop or whatever the case may be. So,
1: Yeah, I agree with you totally on that. Uh, Let's switch gears here from dog sperm to human penises.
0: Yeah, those crazy Japanese. Apparently, uh, the Japanese have a penis festival. And uh, I'm trying to see what the name of the town is. Uh, It says hundreds of thousands come together for the world's largest penis festival, specifically the Steel Phallus Festival in Kawasaki, Japan. Now, if you go to the Average Joe Show and you you look at this, uh, we asked you're over 18, uh, because there is a large pink phallic penis and they have it on parade in Japan. They have this thing on a, on a, um, like it looks like a a, a tray. <laughs> yeah, it
1: <laughs> looks like one of those things that the people used to carry years ago when they had the emperor on it. I don't know if they, call yeah, it, but it's yeah. one of those. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, but I guess they call it the same thing. It's a big dick carrier. Um, <laughs> but that's what they are. They're, they're marching this dick up and down through, uh, Kawasaki, Japan. And the, uh, let's see. Uh I think gay dudes were walking around sucking on candy um, <laughs> but I, I think that that's that's just so it's so odd because you know most oriental people are very uh, uptight about sexuality you know so uh, when you see this this picture, it's just so out of character, you know, for, for the Japanese people to, uh, to be doing this. It's kind of funny, though.
1: I, I, I have no idea why anyone would carry a big penis around town.
0: Well, they're worshiping it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Bow down to my penis.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a pickup line at a bar. Exactly. I don't (laughs) know. I bet you never seen one this big. (laughs) Remember a few weeks ago, there was was a China where the big boobs they were they were parading those around.
0: Well, yeah, China does the boobs. Japan does the dick.
1: Well, you know why they? Okay, think about this. I was the the old legend that the uh, Asians have small penises. That's why they do this. Well, yeah. Make up for their shortcomings.
0: Well, that's actually a plaster cast of me.
1: Uh Uh-huh, sure. If you were that big man, you wouldn't be able to move.
0: Well, yeah, I I can move. It's just that I pass out if I get it hard. All right, moving on.
1: Speaking of penises. Let's go from Japan to China with something called a nano condom. Now, when I saw the headline for this story, I thought of one thing and it went completely the other direction. What this is is a can of foam... Condom essentially is what it is. It's uh, it's this little can with a long needle, a long little tube on it, and basically what you do is you insert it inside the woman's vagina and spray the inside of her and give it a minute to five minutes to solidify or, or harden up or whatever before you actually have sex. Yeah, it's it's kind of like what's that. St- what was that stuff
0: called they, they had it like in the eighties it was called um spermicide right, which basically you know it was just something that killed sperm now this I guess is kind of similar to uh, like a diaphragm, I guess, except you you kind of build it
1: <laughs> you know? that's what I was thinking it was like a, a build as you go and you know when I saw this story, I was thinking of. That stuff you can buy at Home Depot—that uh, that foam stuff that you spray and it expands yeah. and hardens—that's exactly what I was thinking this is. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to Home Depot, buy a can of that stuff. Yeah, what is
0: that called? Crack be gone or something?
1: I don't know what it's called, but but uh, would you actually trust something like this to uh, protect you from getting a woman pregnant?
0: No. Uh, <laughs> what's funny is, did, did you ever watch House? Yes. Did you ever see that one episode where a girl comes in and, and she has this massive flaming infection
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and you know, in her lower regions? And she says to House, I, my God, am I pregnant? And he's like, no. Why do you think you'd be pregnant? She says, well, me and my boyfriend are on the jelly. And he says, well, you know, I don't – You know, it looks like you're having an allergic reaction. And she pulls it out and it's a jar of Smucker's jelly. And he said – I don't think you should use that anymore, and you should stop having sex. and And she says, "Why?" And she says, "He was like, stupid people shouldn't breed."
1: Exactly, they shouldn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. That's my one house uh, revelation. This
1: well, week. on a side note, speaking of stories like that, a friend of mine was a pharmacist uh, in the Air Force, and he uh, told me a story. They they sell suppositories. They're vaginal suppositories. You you know the suppositories that go up the keister. You know, wrapped in foil, you take out a foil, you stick it up your butt. Well, apparently they make one like that that's for for the vagina. So there was a lady that went went in, got got the prescription. You know, insert one daily, blah blah blah. She went to see the doctor a week or so later, and she's like, you know, it, it itches, it's sore down there. What's going on? So you know, he puts her on the table, spreads the legs, looks in there. She never took them out of the foil. Oh, nice! They were just sitting in there in the foil, so she had like five or six of them just sitting inside her. <laughs> idiots! People are idiots.
0: <sighs> Never underestimate the stupidity of the general public.
1: My question is on this nano condom. You spray it up there. Does it? How, how does it go away? How long does it last? You know, I mean,
0: it, 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 yeah, it doesn't say, and I'm sure it does it dissolves or something.
1: Yeah, but how quickly or how long does it take?
0: It doesn't say. It that's doesn't what, say in this article.
1: Well, that's what scares me too. You know, you're painting away, and all of a sudden, the the, the nano has gone.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I I mean, whatever floats your boat. I just can't see how shooting something up there with aerosol can can be good.
1: <laughs> Maybe it scares the eggs away or something like that. Whoa, what the hell's that? Yeah. It it it
0: flash freezes them so that they just
1: get a little canned air there.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I don't know. Well, that about wraps up this week's show. Uh, a little crazy show again. Don't forget to check out Ward at his other podcast video podcast, restaurant food fast at restaurantfoodfast.com What's 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 on the menu this week?
0: Um, we're going to be doing, they're kind of like quesadillas, but they're not. It's, uh, we're going to be using some corn tortillas and we show you how to make up some, uh, s- some, uh, stuff to, to mix in, you know, to make you know, these, uh, like, like I said, they're not quite quesadillas cause quesadillas are flour tortillas. Right. These are going to be corn tortillas. And, uh, they come out pretty well.
1: So is it like two tortillas with something in the middle or? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause we're, we're still sticking with our fam our sandwich theme. Um, I think that the next one we shoot from what Chuck said, uh, we're going to do Monte Cristo's.
1: Oh, those are good.
0: So that's, that's the potential finisher for our, uh, sandwich month. So, uh, I, I'm not sure what he plans on doing, uh, you know, it, the funny thing is when we just, you know, go and decide, okay, we're going to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, he'll say, okay, well, what are we going to shoot next week? And he'll tell me something, you know, uh, shrimp cocktail. And then when I show up, he goes, yeah, I didn't get any shrimp. So we're making spaghetti or you know, something like that. So it's, hey. it's always, it's always very fun when I, when I show up there and go, okay, what are we cooking today? He goes, let me see what's in my fridge. It's like, oh, you're killing me.
1: He's the cook. You don't really get a say in that.
0: No, I don't. I mean, last week, the... Uh, gourmet burgers. We did the gourmet burgers, and yep. they were really good.
1: And that was easy to do, too.
0: Yeah. Did you try them?
1: I haven't tried them yet, but that looked... I, I wanted to go at like that right then and there at work, because I watched your show at work, and I was just like, oh, I want to go make one of these right now.
0: Oh, yeah, they're really good. I mean, it, it's... It's amazing, you know, when, you know, when we shoot this thing and I'm working with Chuck because, you know, he was in the industry for a long time and he is, you know, the stupidest things, you know, I, I would have never thought of doing that. Right. You know, I mean, I've seen, you know, where they take hamburgers and they pour chili over the top. And, you know, in fact, we had that story a couple of weeks ago with a 4,000 calorie cheeseburger,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and, and it's always, what do you put on the top? Nobody ever says, well, you know what? Take the, 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 the take the uh, burger and stuff crap inside it, you know? So it's like, why couldn't you do that? That, that makes just total sense.
1: Oh uh, yeah. It was so simple too. It's just, you know, cut it open stuff, put the stuff inside and cook it. It was no big deal.
0: Yeah. that That's why everybody should watch our show because he comes up with stuff that, I mean, it's not, you don't have to go out and spend a fortune. We're not, you know, going to you know show you how to make quail or duck or you know whatever um we keep it you know basically what you got in your house you know and that's that's the key is what what do we have that we can just do quick
1: and it's classy food too it's not it's not like your mac and cheese or you know your frozen dinners that you put in the microwave you actually make something that's kind of classy
0: yeah and at the same time it's it's Not, like I said, you're not having to go out and spend a lot of money. This is made, I mean, we don't make a dime off of it. So everything's done with our, uh, you know, with our, our budget for food is basically Chuck will go out and go, okay, I'm, we're making lunch for his family when we do it. Right. Nine times out of 10. So it's just like, okay, today I'm going to make the kids a, you know, Chinese noodle bowl or, you know, whatever. So, and it's just like we show up on Saturdays and shoot what he's making his kids for lunch. You know, so it's it's usually pretty fun.
1: Well, it looks like a good show. So check it out, restaurantfoodfast.com. Get the feeds there. Leave them comments. Let them know that you're watching. Give them some love. That's all we ask. Just give us some love. Let them know that, that you're out there watching the show. It's it's a great show. At the most, each episode is at the most 30 minutes, you know, pretty much.
0: Yeah, the last few been pretty quick. Well,
1: I think the last one, the, the gourmet burger, was like seven minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I cut a lot of that out too because I didn't want to just, you know, have the viewers sitting there watching something cook.
1: Well, you know what's funny is I was going to make that smart-ass comment like, wow, that burger cooks quick. But then later in the show, you said you were going to edit that out, so you didn't want you watching the burger cook. I'm like, shit, I can't make a smart-ass comment. <laughs> Get yeah. Get to the chase.
0: So it's only that's why it was only seven minutes. And, and the next one, I think uh, – I've already got it edited. The next one's like 12 minutes.
1: See, it's quick and easy, guys. It's, just, it's, real, it's real painless. It's, it's great. You know. It basically opens his fridge, grabs the food, and says, this is what we're doing today. And that's it, restaurantfoodfast.com. Make sure you check it out. New episodes every Sunday morning, 10-ish or so. Just uh, keep an eye on the website. He always updates it. Uh, follow them on Twitter at where, – where are you guys at Twitter?
0: Uh, on Twitter, we're restaurant underscore food. And uh, our email address for that is restaurantfoodfast at gmail.com.
1: Make sure you check them out. Leave them a comment. Shoot them an email. You got suggestions. You got questions. Chuck reads all the emails. He'll help out the best he can. And if he uh, needs more information from me, he'll let you know. Don't forget to check out my other – well, one of my other shows, Talk Duo. TalkDuo.com. T-A-L-K-D-U-O.com. A Uh, new episode every Wednesday night of that show. Uh we just did episode one, so that's our second episode. Ran pretty good. It was about an eighty minute show just shooting a shit about various things uh going on in our lives. Uh, my co host Teresa told me about uh her little run in with the police. So uh make sure you check out that show, talkduo.com. dot com.
0: Yeah I listened to, to episode zero and, and I was really impressed. Especially and i sent you a mail i'm i was especially impressed with Teresa's uh presence she you know for somebody who's never done it before and you know you were telling me how uh how nervous she was prior to you know you guys starting to record she sounded uh very professional like she'd been doing it for years
1: i honestly i I told this i was really impressed the moment i introduced her she's like hey guys and she just started talking, and it's like, holy cow, why, where the hell were you years ago doing this?
0: Yeah. And,
1: you know, she was nervous. She was, she was about to throw up, and I was making her worse, and oh, boy. But she did great. She, right after we ended that, shit, was like, okay, let's do another one. I want to do it again. It's like, hold on, seven days. Seven days, we'll do it again. So well, what?
0: Well, make sure you tell her that, uh, like I said, she did exceptionally well, especially for someone who has never done it before. Oh, I thought listening to it. I thought that she was a pro. Uh, she made you look silly, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's it. No, it looks like next week. It'll just be me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know,
0: know. I know. She, uh, but she did really, really well. And in fact, I, I suggested that you get her to, to come on this show as a, you know, as a guest host, because I think that she'd do really well.
1: Oh, yeah, I I think she would, too. She's already talking about what what other shows can we do? I want to do another show. It's like, oh, my God. Well, you know how it is. Her first podcast, we were talking about it, and she's like, all right, I want to do a live. I want to have live video. I want to have call-ins. I want to – I'm like, whoa, whoa. Let's just record first, you know?
0: Yeah, getting into that. I mean we can talk afterwards. There are some ways of doing some of that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, that's that's. But let's, that's let's, we're, we did two episodes now. I mean, we got to take our time with it. But she was like all gun ho about doing that. She wants to, you know, go crazy with it.
0: Well, I mean, there is something to be said for being excited about your your product, and you know, I'm that way about about the the video show and this show. I get excited when it's time to roll, and oh, then yeah. once that's done. There's just this big, uh, you know, whew, thank God I'm done. Oh, yeah. You know?
1: That's the best feeling.
0: Yeah. And then, well, for me, then I usually wait until like Wednesday. And on Wednesday, I'll take the video and start my editing and whatnot. Just because I want to give myself time to actually chill all the way out. You know, the last couple of weeks, I was – just turning them around real quick because I had been sick right. and uh, I I'm, was trying to keep on schedule. So when we did it, I was just like, Oh God, you know, I got to get this out. You know, this got, we'd shoot Saturday and I'd have to have it done by Sunday morning. Right. So I was doing these crazy edits, you know, in, uh, in 12 hours, I'd have the show edited and then posted up on, uh, you know, up on the site.
1: Well, you know that's the, the the good side of doing an audio podcast. though. the turnaround time is a, a lot easier than a video, a lot easier. So pretty much, you know, after the show's done, I sit there. It's like, all right, edit it, throw it up. And once I get the best feeling is when I, you know, the podcast is over. I got it edited. I got all the all the website updated, upload the whole thing, and then it's like, oh, thank you. Yep. I can breathe.
0: Exactly.
1: But now I got three of them, so I don't get to breathe much anymore.
0: Uh, Where did you try doing video, dude?
1: I'm afraid of video. I that the video might be down the road. I, you know, I, uh, I showed her the, uh, Leo Laporte's Twit site and she, so I'm like, that's just a podcast. Holy cow. Let's have that set up. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Dude, you, you better hit the lotto.
1: Oh, if, if Did... trust me, if I hit the lottery, I'm making, I'm getting a Twit cottage.
0: Well, I mean, I was, if you go out, there's a Wikipedia thing because I actually sent Leo a, uh email because I wanted to buy one of those balls. Right. And uh, I'd send him an email. And when you send Leo an email, he has an auto reply on that comes back that says, hey, thanks for your mail, but I just get so much of it, you know, blah, blah, blah. In fact, his sister answers his emails. Right. But it says, you know, if you're asking a tech question, you might find it here in this wiki. Or if you're asking about, you know, anything, you know, about Twit, you might want to look at this wiki. So I went out on the Twit Wiki, and the uh, they have a page of nothing but what equipment they use, and I, I'm just amazed by how much crap he has for that. I mean, the the switcher he has is is a thousand dollars. The two cameras are three thousand apiece. You know, I mean, the mics are. Almost $700 per, you know, and it's like, you know, they, they, they weren't sparing any expense, you know, cause he just, in fact, last week on the show, he was saying he just bought an $8,000 Mac pro, right. You know, to, to do the, the video compression, then they're going to start releasing those as video podcasts too.
1: Yeah. I can't wait till they start doing that. But, I like to see that for like twit and stuff when there's actually people in the, in the studio, you know?
0: Yeah, well, in fact, now he's th- th- what they're calling Skypezilla. They have a, a everybody that's online is also on camera, right? So, so if you if you watch him do it live, he switches between the people that are in this, you know, on Skype, right? So you you actually see video of everybody.
1: That's pretty good setup. I mean, I got to give the guy credit when he first started this. I'm like, uh I don't see where you're going with this, but he 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 knew where it was going in the long run, and and I'm really impressed with the way he's got it set up.
0: I agree with you. He he is the first, you know. They they call uh, Adam Curry the Pod Father. Mm -hmm. He's nothing. He's nothing compared to Leo. Oh heck no! You know Leo has been advocating. You know podcasts and whatnot since the days of the screensavers right you know he he was doing his radio show in uh la at the time and you know he was putting all that out as a podcast on mp3s you know so i i really don't see uh you know what adam you know what anybody think adam curry would have on leo but
1: I don't know. Well, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Well, let's wrap up this show before we get a little too far into the tech world. Don't forget to check out our website, Uh We got links to everything there. You can leave comments there. We, I just put a donate button up if you want to donate. There's a few options there. Just click the button, uh, help out a little bit. You want to make this show better, get better quality sound, quicker turnaround time, buy some web space for us, help pay for Ward to actually come out here and actually say something knowledgeable once in a while instead of his babble.
0: Hey, I am very good at Babel. Babel yeah, sure. is, is easy.
1: Well, nothing wrong with Babel. That's that's what makes the show interesting, actually. Uh, don't forget to shoot us email at talk at averagejoshow dot com, and we of course are on Twitter at Show all one word. That's where you get updates, little sneak peeks of what we're going to talk about when the show's released, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for downloading this week's episode, spending a little bit of your bandwidth with us, and until next week. Have a good one.